say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello there, this is Larry Musser, and I, amongst other things, played Police Chief Jack Bonsant on a Stephen King-written episode of X-Files called Chinga. And you're listening to this amazing X-Cast podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the X-Cast. The truth is in here. I'm your host, as ever, Tony Black, and this is our Season 10 coverage of a brand new episode. We're talking about Mulder and Scully meet the Weirmonster. And I'm delighted to be joined for our first bit of coverage on this episode, again, by Mr. Andrew Brooker. Hello. This is a good one to come on for, Andrew, i got to say. Isn't it just? I, I, I feel... <laughs> I need to, like, from here on in, need to be called the hairy Watson of Wanna Wanna. <laughs> I definitely I never laugh so much. What a great episode. <laughs> this, is, of course, is um, Darren Morgan's just much vaunted return to the show for a, a comedy episode right in the middle of, of the run. And it's just, I mean, it, it's interesting. I was reading an article where there was somebody moaning about the fact that They've done a comedy episode when there's only six episodes of The X-Files, but I think that that person isn't a real fan because the truth, the simple truth is, and we will talk more about Darren Morgan in a bit, but if you're an X-Files fan, the idea of having a Darren Morgan comedy is just the best news in the world ever. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. You have to think that, you know, you've got your six-episode event, you've got a couple of mythology episodes, you've got you've got the, the home again that's coming up as well, and then you read, you've got... One of the, the comedy episodes too. Oh no, hell no! I was well happy for this. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's joyous because you know Darren Morgan is is, is a king, about, you know, in terms of writing for the X Files. So it's just it's just brilliant that we've got this. Quite a few people are happy as well on Twitter. We have a little bit of feedback from uh, Mariette, who uh, at mate M A Y T E three X, um, who when asked about. Uh, the show replied that uh, if we not count the sex scene, the episode was excellent. I enjoyed it so much, even <laughs> if we want more Mulder and Scully. I'm not sure I agree about the sex scene. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, hilarious. Well, me too. I think it, it could have perhaps be seen as a little bit too far for some people's tastes. I, I can understand why they might have thought that was a little bit of a gag too far. You could have probably got away with Scully just very sexily going into that little room and then you know, guy man hastily running after her and you'd have got the idea. But I thought it was, I did think it was a little extra punch. <laughs> I think what worked well was that that scene and then when it flashes back to him doing his explanation, he's doing the moves anyway. Yeah. It that did that comedy, that joke wouldn't have worked without it. No, I think I think that's true. And you do there was that, that moment when you first watch it that kind of awkward giggling like you've just suddenly turned on basic instinct when your mum turned on. <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. Definitely. 
in general then, before we, we get to talking about Mulder and Scully, which is going to be our focus um, for our first look at this episode, what did you think of Mulder and Scully meet the Wehrmonster? Was it, is this the best one yet? It, yes, easily the best one yet. Mm. Like we said, it, it's brilliantly funny. It's really self-aware. It's it doesn't waste the the four, you know you have an hour out of six hours for this season and it's not wasted at all. It's easily the best one so far. Yeah, I th- I think it's just but you know almost by sheer virtue of it being Darren Morgan for a start, yeah, makes it just a, a bit a bit a bit a bit special. But also, I mean, I, I've I've loved all of them so far. I've really enjoyed them, for, and they're all very different kind of episodes, really. But this one, you can you just there's just something about. The way Darren Morgan writes, and again, as I say, we will get to this later on, but there is something about the way he he does this that's just there's just something else, and I oh, think yeah. it it's just hard to quantify, but it just makes the whole thing just joy for it. You kind of you sit and watch it though, don't you? And you you know full well that every single person in that writers' room has just been pissing themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got to do that as well. Yeah, yeah we've got to do that. Yeah. And yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, it, it just the the whole thing is just such a fantastic episode. The the key thing was well is that and this is where we get talking about Mulder and Scully specifically, because the key thing is that even though it's a Darren Morgan funny episode, the key thing with this is that there's actually a story arc, especially for Mulder, throughout this episode, that does play into the overall idea of the six episodes. Now, if we'd have come back with a twenty episode season, I think Darren Morgan's comedy would have been much more throwaway, you know, in in a wonderful way. But it would have it wouldn't have tied in specifically to character arcs because it did, never really did. No, because it was much more sucky, say self aware, and it was parody without being, you know, spoof. But in this case, it actually does have some some links to the overall story, and and specifically in Mulder's faith in what he's doing. And I thought that was brilliant, and I didn't expect that either. No, I didn't either. I thought it was superbly done, and it's. Like you say, because you've got the you haven't got very long, and you've got to explain why this guy is you know the the guy we've had so much faith in for God knows how many years. He's come back a cynic, and that first scene with him in his office, going through the photos of of things that have been explained that he spent years trying to to come up with fantastical ideas for. It's it's a lovely scene where you kind of go. Okay, yeah, we. I feel your pain, Mulder. I do, <laughs> because we all wanted to believe it as well. Yeah, you know, the first time we see Mulder is is the is the point, isn't it? Where he's where he's he's, he's looking. What was what was it you said at the beginning? The um, Harry Watson of Walla Walla. <laughs> I love it. Harry Watson of Walla Walla. I spat drink laughing. I I couldn't believe that came out of his mouth. I, <laughs> it was so funny. But this is this is it. This is what this is what he can do, Darren Morgan. He can just he can he can just throw those things out there. And I think what Mulder actually what he's going through in this is he's very real in that he would look at all this stuff and he would have that maturity now to actually look back and go, yeah, what was I doing with all this nonsense? You know, yeah. this this National Enquirer kind of tabloid rubbish. Um, although obviously, as we know, Mo, quite often he was he it was valid. You know, quite often he would find these things that were insane. And so it's a bit of a shame that he's having this crisis of faith, but it totally fits in terms of the the arc throughout the episode of what he goes through, which is ultimately in that his faith is he's rewarded, you know, and that that's the beauty of it. By the end, when he says, "I still want to believe," and then he gets the moment where he, Guy Man transforms in front of him and then just runs off, he's beautiful because it's like, well, that's your proof there. That's your reason to keep going because there is more out there than you can explain. It's, it is that though, isn't it? It's very much. 
oh, you know, we, we all do want to believe. And just to have that little bit of proof that he was shaking his hand when it happened. It, you know, it, it doesn't get more real than that. Yeah. You know, it was right in front of him. He was touching him when it happened. Clearly, there are still monsters and we still need Mulder to, to solve them for us. Yeah, you, you're you absolutely right. Yeah, in there, there is still the need for him to be there and to be and to be looking for this stuff. I validates him nicely. Yeah, it really does, and it's a lovely little little overall art for the for the episode. Scully probably gets a bit less to do really in this one. She she doesn't necessarily take a back seat, although there is a chunk of time in the middle where she doesn't. You don't really see much of her when Mulder and Guy Guy's telling him the backstory of how he got to be where he is. Yeah, but that's not to the the detriment of of the story. You know, Scully's function is to very much be like like of old, you know, Mulder psychic. And she says at one point, doesn't she, I forgot how much fun this could be. Yeah. Which I thought was nice as well. You know, when she goes, Yeah, this this this, this was great back in the day when we used to do this. <laughs> and it, it, it it's the whole thing of she's saying that, but we're saying that as well. It's very much Yeah. We forgot how much fun this was, just seeing these two do their thing. I think this is. I think this come. This is what I mean when I say it's it's so self aware because they, you know, when they're writing this episode, they clearly know that we, you know, they've put so much effort into making it funny, but still make it feel like the X Files. We're all sitting there going, "Yeah, we remember when it was that much fun too." What happened to TV? Yeah, exactly. When when, <laughs> when did it get so serious? Yeah. But obviously, the fact it's a comedy allows for one of the things that that Darren Morgan did brilliantly with Mulder, especially was being able to play into David Duchovny's natural gift for comedy, because it's one thing that, and we will get to this on the X-Cast, because in, when we get to Darren Morgan's episodes, you know, there's a hell of a lot of brilliant comedy from Duchovny. And he's always had a, a leaning towards the comic, as he then went later on, when proved with Californication and various other things. I was just going to say that, he's, he's kind of got that voice for it, hasn't he? When he, when he does his, uh, his little comedic monologues and things like mm. Californication, the dude is just perfect. Yeah, he's got that laconic, dry delivery and that approach, which just fits certain types of comedy. And whenever Darren Morgan wrote Mulder, he was able to tap into that brilliantly. And he does that so well here. There's a few great moments, uh, Chief, for this. The bit where Mulder's doing the monologue to Scully. And when he's going, yeah, I know what you're going to say, because I, you know, you're going to think I'm doing this, this, this. But hang on a minute, because you know, and she's just there going, okay. Crawling her eyes. and <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then what did she say? She says, I think you're full of book crap. <laughs> I don't know. You're back, back crap crazy. Yeah, that's it. You're back crap crazy. What are you talking about? But it's just that the, you can just see them reading that and going, oh, this is brilliant. Just, yeah. <laughs> just Mulder being able to analy- you know, do that self-analysation based on their years of knowing each other and how they work. Oh, it's, a, it's a lovely moment between the pair of them, though, as well, isn't it? You know, Separate from everything else, just those two together. Like, yeah, this is... This is the two people we spend years watching on the TV. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lovely little moment for the audience to go. Yeah, they're there. They never left. They're back, and this is this is the people we used to love watching on TV. The the actual proper partnership that they know each other that well. But he, but he, you know, he also allows for for them to again like like Founders Mutation did a little bit. But he, this is much more of a comedic way. It updates them into the present, chiefly with Mulder and his camera phone, which. <laughs> Which was brilliant, because he totally, you could totally imagine him running around with a camera phone, trying to capture these things on film. And that was brilliant, just watching him <laughs> spaz out with his camera. Like watching your dad trying to use his iPhone. <laughs> Fucking yeah. brilliant. It really was, wasn't it? Yeah, he's scared. How do, I, how do I do this? 
And when when he's there talking to um, I think it's uh, Kamal Nanjiani, isn't he? And he's he's going, how do I get the second right on this thing? And he's <laughs> and the, no, the creature's right up behind him. He just screams into the lens. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, when he's playing it back, and all he can see is his face going ah. <laughs> And he's more of a old Blair Witch on his phone. That looks brilliant. <laughs> it's just great. It's just so funny. But it, it's true because, it, you know, it plays on the idea that, you know, back, back in the day, they, they had mobile phones, but they had the big cord things with you'd, that nobody else used. And they, it was quite glamorous back in the day then. But then by the time that smartphones started to come out, the X-Files had long been off air. Brilliant, actually. And the, uh, when they first go into the woods and they say, oh, they didn't get a picture of it, even though everybody now has got a, got a camera on them because we said this didn't we uh, yeah on when we were talking season one episodes it couldn't work now because everybody's got a camera on them. everyone's got a camera so it, and it allows them to play up that where founders mutation played up the fact that they're still a bit old school this is having fun with them having to adapt yeah. <laughs> to new stuff literally like unfreezing them in the in the current century. yeah a little bit yeah and it's it's a perfect vehicle to be able to do that as well the other thing that darren morgan always did well was i think was was A, playing up Scully's complete bemusement and piss-taking of Mulder, which he did wonderfully quite often, but also, A, the quite sort of sadness and lamentation in it and the sexiness, and you get a bit of that in both. I loved it when she mentioned Queequeg. Oh, yeah. And, and she went, oh, that dog reminds me of Queequeg, and then she just takes the dog and goes, yeah, come with me. <laughs> he, he wrote the Queequeg episodes, didn't he? Yeah, he did. When he wrote he wrote one of them, he wrote the the the, the, the two episodes where Queequeg... Queequeg came into it in Clyde Brookman's final repose. Yeah. Because Scully gets the dog from the woman in Clyde Brookman's building who dies. And then you see Queequeg a lot in War of the Coffridges where Mulder's out doing mad stuff and Scully's basically trying to catch the dog and bathe the dog in her apartment when he's constantly calling her up. But then <laughs> yeah. the episode where Queequeg dies, which is Quagmire, you don't see... That isn't written by Darren Morgan, I don't think. No. But that does feature the stoner kids... I'm pretty sure it does as well. That features the Stoner Kids who were in Royal the Coffridges and, of course, are in this. Yeah. So there's lots of little things, but I I, I did love that. I did because it's a bit like, oh, I miss having a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, like I say, there's the, there's the sexiness angle and the whole fantasy thing with Guy is just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Where she comes in and she's like, oh, you can help me uh, buy a phone and all. <laughs> I want to help you say cheese. <laughs> Uh, oh it's great it's not sexy talk it's just not no no but she looks sexy but it's yeah. not sexy talk it's just it's just hilarious like I say she's she's a little bit more background than Mulder because it is more about him and, and what he learns through Guy and everything like that but uh, but it does have that brilliant moment where at the end when Camille uh, and Johnny is unveiled as the bad guy and then and then he starts doing this speech and she goes yeah yeah save it for the trial <laughs> I love and Mulder in that scene is just, he just rolls his eyes. I've just heard one of these. <laughs> Stop it. it. Just, I don't want to hear another one, for God's sake. It's just, they are just so good in this because you remember how good they were with the comedy. Yeah. David and Gillian, and it, and it just, it still works even now, which you think is the biggest shock, really, in that it's still as funny, you know, and... Because, let's be honest, this could have been a real car crash. Oh, it could have been. It could have been a complete disaster. The, the magic might have gone. Yeah, I mean, any, any of the episodes so far could have been a disaster. If if they didn't bring the mythology back properly, they could have been awful. You know, if they hadn't have done, a, you know, the good 
half mythology, half monster of the week thing that they did with Founders Mutation, that could have been complete bollocks. Mm. And this one falls into that category as well. If they've if they're keeping their comedy back in the you know mid nineties when they started writing the the comedy episodes, it could have been terrible. Yeah, it, it could have been forty five minutes of us sitting watching the screen going the fuck are you on about yeah please make it stop but no it was so well done yeah exactly and that's and that's the beauty you know that's why and the thing is i don't know about you i didn't go into this episode expecting that though i didn't i didn't go into this episode expecting oh this isn't going to be as good as the old days i genuinely went in thinking this is darren morgan and he's never let you down ever and i (laughs) don't see why that would happen again and i was proven it was great to be proven right you know i think i kind of went in with a similar attitude i've kind of after the first couple of episodes, I've gone, they clearly know what they're doing. They've clearly gone, we've got six episodes. Each one of these needs to be right. We don't have we don't have room for three or four throwaway episodes like we did with previous seasons. Yeah. Each one has to be, you know, gold. Yeah. And so far it has been. Yeah. So far I I don't have really any complaints at all. And I I think, yeah, to to know that there's a Darren Morgan episode coming and for it to be that good. Absolutely, I was well chuffed, and I was glad that it was as good as I thought it was. It was, it was, it was brilliant. And Mulder and Scully are just fabulous all the way through, and just brilliantly funny. It's just great that they they get that, and like I say, Mulder gets that little arc, and and it's all just a nice, it's a nice ending as well. You know, it just ends in a nice way, especially for Mulder. It's good to have a nice episode as well, though. After the way Founders Mutation end, which which really was a a bit of a gut punch. Yeah. At the end of the episode, it was nice to have a, just a nice episode where there's literally it's a happy ending all the way through. Pretty much, yeah. There is there is obviously some people who die in it, but like it, like all the Darren Morgans, it's it is a bit more mad and throwaway. And what's interesting though is all the people that die, you don't really see them die. They're not characters you've met. Mm, that's true. They're not characters you care about. They're just they're literally they're there as dead bodies. Yeah. Has <laughs> it? And it's proven later. Yeah, it's got. You know, obviously, yeah, people have to. If you don't have people dying, you can't have an episode called the Weir Monster. You know, it's not going to work. But to keep the comedy, to keep the levity of the episode, you know, they're not putting anybody you care about in danger. They're just throwing a few bodies around for you. And and and, and you know, it, it doesn't detract from the episode at all. And it just, it's it's all about the fact that it it punches up the comedy at every angle, and it's. It just you can tell how much fun they're all having making it, which is which is the other beauty of it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back in the next episode to talk a little bit more about Darren Morgan and all the Easter eggs in this episode because there are so many, and it's it's just gonna be great to unpick those. So, um, Andrew, you'll be back for that. I will. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> so um, yeah, keep um, keep sending us in your thoughts on Morgan Scully Meet the Weird Monster and uh, any other episodes that, have, that you've seen uh, of the new revival and um, we'll try and get them on the show so uh, yeah hopefully to hear a bit more of your thoughts and uh, we'll be back next time but remember as ever trust no one with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.